welcome to the Tech for Good Southwest podcast, brought to you by Annie, Alicia and Ariel. Here at Tech for Good Southwest, we're on a mission to build momentum for the Tech for Good movement here in Bristol, Bath and across the Southwest. We're going to be joined by charities, investors, startups and initiatives to share their stories, their challenges and their successes in driving Tech for Good. Hi, I'm Annie Legg and welcome to the Tech for Good Southwest podcast and I'm delighted to welcome today a conversation with Julia Marshall-Wessendorf who is the founder of the Wave 6 app which is all about health tracking and and everything that's that's obviously so fundamental in our complex and very busy lives at the moment. So lovely to have you with us Julia. Thank you very much for having me Annie. Such a pleasure. Oh, uh, well, firstly, I would love you to tell us a little bit about about your background, I guess, and, and what's brought you to founding Wave 6 and tell us a little bit about what it is. Yeah, my background has got nothing to do with technology. I'm a landscape architect, but um, about 13 years ago, I developed health problems. And on my health journey, I just found that there was no holistic health tracker out there that could help me figure out what worked for me and what didn't. So on my health journey, I tried out loads of different um, treatments, supplements, etc. But um, when I tried to figure out what would help me, um, all the usual trackers, all the traditional trackers on the market were just focusing on singular aspects, single, singular categories like nutrition or movement or exercise and relaxation. But I could find nothing that um, tracks more holistically. So I always thought um, once I get my energy back, I'd like to develop a more holistic lifestyle, health and well-being tracker app. Um, and now Wave 6 is on the market. That's an amazing jump from a landscape architect to <laughs> founding a technology business. But it sounds that that was obviously a very difficult time for you because you, I think that happened at a time when you had three young children. Is that right? Yeah, two months after my third child was born. Um, so I got diagnosed with um, MS, multiple sclerosis, which is a neurological disease where there's no cure. And that uh, put a very dark cloud over my life. And um, yeah, it was, it was very difficult. And um, yeah, two years later, the, the possibility arose that it might be Lyme disease, but then the doctors couldn't find a consent about which one it is. And when I went from specialist to doctor and back and had all these medications and antibiotic treatments, and um, they told me they don't know which one it is, I just broke down. And I thought, yeah, but <laughs> I have to... I have to know which treatment it is. So I decided to try to get as healthy as possible for myself and for the children and um, see if um, my body would be able to keep whatever illness it is in check. So I started out, um, went to see a nutritional therapist and um, that moment was just so pivotal. It was psychologically so incredibly empowering because all of a sudden I realized I have agency over my own health. I can take responsibility. And it was just, um, yeah, incredibly powerful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I know, uh, you know, I can hear it was obviously a very, very difficult time and a dark time, as you say. But I guess what's come come out of it now is this real, this this kind of lived experience of what you went through. And, and I guess probably still are in terms of managing your health and well-being 
to actually really kind of bring something to market I suppose that is really you, you know coming from your own experience from from all of your observations and research that you've done as well because I remember when we chatted before you you talked about this kind of long long journey of research and and tell I'd love to hear a little bit more about I guess what what you researched over that time as well as looking after your your own health and well-being yeah I, I went um, and started with the a nutritional therapist and what was um, really interesting so she was studying at the time to become a functional medicine practitioner and that opened my eyes to the more much more holistic health approach so she had a <laughs> um, appointment with me which was an hour and she just started you know at my birth and whether I was breastfed or not and just tried to get the whole picture of my health and so I learned an incredible lot from her and that opened my eyes as well to lifestyle medicine and about how all the different things that you do in your life affect you and um, how much agency you actually have by changing single little lifestyle changes, having the ripple effect that goes through your life. And that's incidentally where the name WAVE from WAVE 6 comes from. It stands for the ripple effect a single lifestyle change can have in your life. So I just started um, listening to podcasts, reading articles and gathering lots of information from all these amazing people out there. For example, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee with his Feel Better, Live More podcast covering uh, so many different aspects and learning so much about what um, influences your well-being and your physical and mental health on a on a much bigger scale yeah definitely that's that's so interesting um so the the app itself um who is that targeted at i mean is it is it you know particular audiences particular sort of healthcare practitioners so um ideally the the app is for everybody who is health conscious who either deals with any health issues or who wants to prevent ill health in the long term but we're targeting it first of all for healthcare practitioners to get their feedback as well to make it the most usable user friendly and easy to use app um possible so we've spoken to about 300 healthcare practitioners of various all various disciplines so what was very interesting i found because at the moment it's um in the early stages and it's all about manual input so you manually input all the data yourself so what you've done that day whether you've gone for a walk let's say and how that affected your sleep quality or how your alcohol um, consumption that day affected your sleep how the weather um, affected your pain levels, whether the choir practice affected your mood, etc. Um, what was very interesting is when I started explaining to people, some people said, yeah, but there's no external trackers, we're not interested. But as soon as I spoke to mental health practitioners, they were very interested because they said, this is very fascinating because we want people to mindful track, to actually think about what they're doing and how they're feeling rather than just depend on some numbers that um, their smartwatch um, gives them. Yeah, it's all about having meaningful data, isn't it? And like you said, actually understanding it because you're, as you said before, you're sort of taking ownership for your own, um, for your own well-being and tracking that. 
Yeah. Um, in terms of though, it sounded like an awful lot of people that you had to speak to um, <laughs> in terms of the healthcare sort of practitioners and I guess that field. How, how have you sort of found time to, or prioritised the time, should I say, to to kind of do that research and how, how long has this take how long has the journey taken um so the the initial um research was much smaller groups but then i found the key it's um conferences and um, all of a sudden you got all these amazing people all in one place and um it's actually incredibly powerful just to speak to people face to face and see what their needs are um, what their stories are what they need for their patients or for themselves. Um, so beforehand, yeah, I spoke to friends, family, other people struggling with uh, health conditions. So slowly, slowly, the, the picture emerged for, for the app and the six categories to, to track came, came out and crystallized and um, a few more, all the little subcategories. Um, but um, I see it as a as a work in progress, and the more feedback I'm getting, hopefully the the app can can grow organically and um, provide much more help for for more, more people. So, could you just um, tell us what exactly you know what stage are you at now? I you know I know that the app is is available and it's out there. Yeah, I guess what, sort of what's what stage are you at and what's coming up next. So yeah, yeah, so we got a whole roadmap planned for the app. So it's it's out there, um, it's free. So feel free to download it on the app stores, available Apple and Android. And um, feedback, what you'd like to see. The feedback from the healthcare professionals is that we need a few features like better medication tracking, better symptom tracking, um, personalized notifications. And then the ultimate aim is to add machine learning aspect onto it, what we call a machine learning module, which would then include external trackers. So even like the weather forecasts, you know, how do does the weather affect you, which could then bring all these data sets together. So your manual input, your external trackers and um, correlate them and then feedback to you with AI empowered insights about what works for you and what doesn't. So you can plan your life better and make tiny little changes and just see what helps you and what doesn't just to yeah, encourage you and prevent ill health in the long term and, and see how you can lead a more fulfilled and more energized life. Yeah, amazing. But it's a hugely competitive market, isn't it? There's so many health apps and, and very difficult for people to make sense of, you know, what's going to help them and what's relevant, what's relevant to them as well. How have you found it so far in terms of, you know, getting your message out there, getting awareness? You know, have you, have you had quite a lot of downloads of the app so far? It's definitely, it is a, a very crowded market, but I'm very encouraged because I believe me, I looked for a holistic tracker that would track more categories than just sleep or exercise or nutrition, and I couldn't find one. So I'm hoping that um, the Wave 6 USB will stand out. And when I spoke to all the healthcare professionals, they were very, had very encouraging responses and feedback because they would like an app like that. 
as well for, for their patients to track something rather than having questionnaires at the beginning of a treatment and one at the end where they could um, continue to monitor their patients on a, on a daily basis. And I'm seeing, you know, that the, there's a load of potential there as well for for research, for universities to get in touch and and use it um, to include it for for any projects where they need to continuous tracking in a really really easy format um, to make it very accessible for people. I mean, there's so much potential, isn't there? All the features and the potential that you've talked about. It must be. Yeah, quite a challenge in terms of sort of prioritizing where you focus but I'm interested to to also understand how you've got to this point in terms of funding and you know do you have people supporting you through this process yeah how's how's it kind of been in terms of getting to this point of launch and and the support networks that you have around you so so far it's been self-funded up to the stage and now we're looking for um, extra funding for the next step in the roadmap um, and to build more traction to make it more accessible and more appealing to healthcare professionals, for example. And then they have the ultimate goal of the machine learning module. Um, but it's been really, really helpful to have all these amazing supportive networks out here, like, for example, in you know Bristol, having Set Square, TechSpark, um, Electra, all these the, the female founder ones, you know, the women's chapter. Um, it's brilliant because you just know, you know, you're not the first person asking these questions and there's always a solution. And um, <laughs> coming from a landscape architectural background, um, I was a bit slightly daunted um, of entering the technical world. Um, but I was just amazed how welcoming and supportive everyone is and as well how many um, women are, are there. Yeah, definitely. And I, um, yeah, that's something to be celebrated, isn't it? The strength of our networks and communities, particularly in the sort of Bristol Bath area, is so strong and so welcoming and open. Um, just going back a second to the sort of funding side of things, obviously you're self-funded, but you're um, presumably applying for, you know, looking for different sort of pots of, of funding. Where where do you think there might be some hope in, in accessing that? And how have you found you know, what are you feeling in terms of potential potential funding? And I just, I guess that's coming from a perspective that that I have at the moment that there is that funding is really difficult to find, um, well, particularly obviously in in the sort of charity sector space. But I'm wondering whether the sort of startup tech for good space, uh, what you've kind of observed that might be available to you. Yeah, it is very difficult, and everyone um, is uh, warning <laughs> about it. Um, I'm still very positive that you already as a female founder, you have a very slight advantage and um, health is such a big issue nowadays that I'm very positive that um, there will be chances. I mean, we're, we're currently um, actively looking and applying for funding and um, so, yeah, my hopes are high. I'm still I'm still quite positive about the whole funding process because I just think that health is such a globally global challenge and it costs the economy and individuals, you know, so much money and, and time of their lives, basically. And did you know, for example, that, you know, the life expectancy for women is about 80 years 
but they spend about a quarter of that time ill or in, in poor health. Wow. So it it is a major issue. So I'm I'm quite confident that hopefully, yeah, um, we will find we will find something. Yeah, it takes a lot of commitment though, doesn't it? And it and it takes yeah. time and and positivity. And yeah, I mean, you you've already shared that you have three children. Um, you're in you're right in the midst of kind of managing this startup and looking to really try and try and scale it. Uh, how are you, how are you balancing your, your own health and well-being and your family and what is obviously a, a deep passion to see this, this app become successful and really help people? Yeah, it, it's really interesting because sometimes I'm slightly getting frustrated because I'd, I'd love it to go a bit faster, but um, through my whole health journey, I just learned where my limits are and I just know that I'm doing my best and I can't push myself any further so sometimes I feel I've kind of done the reverse from burnout so I've already been there been in that situation and I don't want to go there again so I just know that at the moment my family is the most important thing and my health and if the app takes a little bit longer then so be it and I just hope that um yeah if it grows slowly and organically it will still be it will still be a success um because I know I need just need to prioritize my health and look after myself yeah I love that as such a strong message Julia as well because you know all too often it's all about fast scale up isn't it and rapid growth and you know, do it as quickly and as fast as you can. But actually, there's so much to be said for kind of really sustainably growing, growing a business, really taking the time to think it through, but also not let it kind of disrupt your everyday life. Because, um, you know, we, we often hear of so much burnout amongst sort of entrepreneurs and, and startups as well. And I think this kind of real championing of it is possible to build your own business in a sustainable way that can be what you really want want to do and enjoy but you do have to have those support networks around you I think you mentioned obviously those various communities but also people that are there for you to support you along the way with their insights and expertise yeah exactly um and the thing is as well you know I, I want to enjoy this journey of being an entrepreneur female founder because I'm I'm hoping that it will be very useful to people and help them and there are amazing people out there um, I've got a great mentor who helps me enormously and it's just about asking people for for help and not being afraid to ask <laughs> because I always think um, I know now why people become serial entrepreneurs because the, the first one is just <laughs> so tricky setting setting everything up and not knowing what you're doing and um, how it all works and hopefully you know by the by the second one it should all be much easier but uh, I really want to make this a success hopefully because I, I really strongly believe it could help a lot of people yeah absolutely and I love the way that you so you that you talk about yourself as that female founder and that entrepreneur you know it's such a very very good positive message so what what would your top advice Julia be for others that are starting out on a similar journey or just you know have an idea but they just but they've never done it before <laughs> and they just want <laughs> to take that next step I suppose what are your sort of top 
you know, one or two points of, of advice that you would give to somebody else starting out? Yeah, reach out, network, talk to people, <laughs> yeah. um, get get the feedback because there, there's so much knowledge and experience out there. Tap into it. There's amazing groups and networking events and just go out and talk to people because yeah, I just found everyone's incredibly helpful and welcoming and yeah, just make the most of it because whatever question you've got, there, there will be an answer somewhere. But it takes bravery though, doesn't it? You know, some people find that really, really difficult to, you know, cold network with someone, yep. turn up to an event by themselves in a particularly in a sector that they don't know that they've never been in before. I suppose what is um, what do you think really helped you sort of step into that and really just be brave and just ask that first question <laughs> to somebody that yeah, but the nice yeah. thing is, even if you show up on by yourself and don't say anything, you know, someone will reach out and have a little chat with you and mm. you can go and even if you just speak to one person that evening you know you're, you're already winning and then there are all the online networking events or webinars listen to them pick out one person who said something email them after um, establish contact and try to get yeah all the names together of people you'd like to talk to and yeah. build up your your network from there and I think that gives you, particularly for you uh, as as a um, female founder, but working on your own, I know you've got some mentors and support around you, but essentially it's just you that's really driving the momentum of it. So I think that's all the more reason to really reach out to local networks and find those communities where you meet like-minded people or you learn something, uh, you know, in whatever, whatever shape or form that helps you in, in the way of building your business. Um, so I think it's yeah you're right it's it's being brave um, and I think it's the same as anything right once you've done it once or twice uh, and the, I always say to people actually that people love being asked for help if it's something that they do all the time and they have a lot of knowledge in it's really easy for someone just to give you a few minutes of their time um, to ask to ask a few questions that was definitely how um, myself and Kat built dot project we just ask people for a coffee for half an hour um, just to um, and really picking their brains around what they actually live and breathe every single day. And people love to share what they know and their wisdom and insights. Exactly. So, and it's, yeah. it's these, these conversations that are so powerful and um, are just amazing. And you meet some incredible people on the way. And I'm, I'm yeah, very grateful for that. Building your own network. So one question we always ask people um if you'd like to sort of answer in, in your own way as well, is what does tech for good mean to you? Yeah, I, I'd say because from from my health journey, I was sitting there with um, paper diaries trying to figure out, you know, what I'd, putting all the notes in, what I'd eaten that day, how my energy score was, um, whether I had my period or not, but, uh, whether I had symptoms or not. And I always just realized I can't analyze it. So for that, I always thought I need an app. I need the technology. It must be out there. So for me, it's um, making most of the technology and using it in a way that, that works for you and helps you. There's so many things that where people think, oh, my God, technology, it's, it's too much. And we're spending too much time on our screens. 
Yes, yes, we are. But on the other hand, flipping that, you know, it's amazing opportunities out there. And now with the rise of AI as well, um, don't fear it, embrace it. it. It's there to stay. And it's just for us to figure out what works for us and what doesn't. Yeah, I love that. It's a great way to end a brilliant conversation, Julia. You're such a champion for women and for mothers and for female founders and you know it, it it is a journey it's a hard one you have to sort of prioritize you have to get out there and out of your comfort zone and and be brave but I think what you're sharing with us is that we can all sort of follow our ideas and our dreams and and shape our own journeys and I think yours is such a lovely example of a very authentic and su- sustainable journey because actually what you're doing is really holding true to actually what you what you can sustain in terms of momentum and and hold that as a kind of guiding light and I and I love that so thank you so much for sharing a bit about yourself and and also the journey of wave six and do you want to just finish by telling us how we how people can get in touch with you oh yeah of course um if people want the easiest would probably um, check out the website www.wave6.app um, it's got the links to the app it's got um, contact details so or you can find me Julia Marshall Wessendorf on LinkedIn or the Wave 6 um, page there um, and yeah I'd love to hear from you and um, let me know how you're all getting on and um, yeah just be brave people and believe in yourself <laughs> you're all amazing yeah I love that thank you so much Julia and we look forward to finding out what happens next on your journey thank you thank you very much for having me Annie thank you